Amen. Amen. We thank you, everybody, for tuning in tonight. For better or for worse, amen. The scripture is ready tonight. Yes, Bishop, he's at Gawkin, amen. Out of, amen. City of Miami, Florida. We thank God, everybody, for tuning in at such a time that I know the time won't be too far spent, amen. We're going to go into the word of prayer, amen. We begin to bring this man God um, up for amen. And we just feel a few minutes, amen, of the word, amen, that we'll be able to tune in. And today we'll be able to go ahead and turn this over to Amen, God. Amen. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, O God, for this opportunity to be in your midst. Father, we thank you, O God, as he begins to decrease, that you increase in him, O God, that you begin to strengthen in every way. So we thank you, O God, for this opportunity to turn in, for allowing us to him to be used by God and not to be used by man. And Father, whatever the direction of the Holy Ghost, that you can lead him on tonight, we pray that God begins to strengthen him forevermore. In Jesus' name, we pray, amen, and it is so. And turn it over, and the bishop will let God in on tonight, for better or for worse. God bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. I'm Bishop-elect Franklin Gotham. Um The title of my message is For Better or For Worse. Amen. Coming from Colossians 3, 18, 19, 23, 24. Amen. And we are, we are grateful to be online tonight. God has been good. He is good. Always has been and always will be. We just thank God for the opportunity to be online tonight, uh, we thank God for Apostle Erica, for Apostle Rodney Tate, and those who are online. If they're not online, I thank God for all those that I've heard in the past. Hallelujah, the Lord. Amen. We're going to go right ahead into the Word. Amen. I've been a little busy all day, but I'm uh, trying to settle down. Amen. It's kind of hard to do a whole lot of stuff and have to come and preach too. Hallelujah. That's one of was one of my things I should I used to didn't do, but I got caught up today. It won't happen again. Hallelujah. But um, um, Colossians. What chapter are you coming from, Bishop? Colossians three eighteen nineteen twenty three twenty four. Okay. Uh, husbands and wives called to operate in God's order, family order. A Christian renders service to another as a way of serving the Lord Christ. And these verses, the relationship Christ, relationship to which this truth is specially applied, is the husband, husband and wife relationship, the role and admiration, uh, admiration that God assigned to a husband is meant to be a very a way of serving his wife. Likewise, a distinctive role serving his wife. Likewise, hallelujah, let me get this right, serving a, a husband is meant to be a a way 
of serving his wife. Likewise, a distinctive role and direction is given to the wife according to which she serves her husband. These roles are not self-chosen, nor are they assigned by the culture in which one lives. They are given by God as a means of manifesting the life of Christ on earth. In this setting, the word submission acquires is its fulfilled its full fulfilled biblical significance for family for family life. Husband and wife are likewise alike are submissive to God in fulfilling the role that he has given to them in serving one another. Husband and wife serve and honor Christ. The word submit, the Greek word, is H-U-P-O-T-O-S-S-O. It's formed from hupo under the Tasco to arrange in another and in other and orderly an orderly manner. In this context, it describes a person who accepts his or her place under God's arranged order. Also remember that God directed to submit is not limited to wives. In James 4 and 7, uh, James 4 and 7, let me get to that right quick. James 4 and 7. James 4 and 7. James 4 and 7 says, Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So we got to submit to God, not only to God, but we got to submit to one another. Uh, Ephesians 5 and 21. Hallelujah. Ephesians. Go back a little bit. Five and twenty-one says, "Submitting to one another in the fear of God." And that's how we're supposed to do, not being afraid of God, but whatever God you supposed to fear. Um, let me see how do you say that? Mm. In submission of fear of God. Uh, I don't have my answer for that one right now. Hallelujah. But we must submit to one another because that's the way God has it set up. So we can do what, in, in order to be submissive, God will bless you. He will do the thing that he promised to do to, for us. And we must be submissive. And a lot of times, husbands and wives, amen, they, they they have a problem with submitting. People don't like to be told what to do, when to do it, how to do it, and where to do it. But we must submit to the word of God, to how he got to, to all the set up our lives. And all of us want to have a, a, a good marriage, a great marriage. We must submit to God's word. We must honor and love and respect one another. 
And that's the husband's job is to sue, is to love his wife as Christ loved the church. And we, our job is to protect, provide, is to provide, protect our house, our, our families, and make sure things are done the way God wants them to be done. And we run into a problem when we don't, we run out, don't have enough money, and don't have something come up, but we just pray and God will give us the direction and which way to go and how to handle the situation, how to solve the problem. And if we aim a high, I see Rohamahusha, may she kill Rohamahusha, and then he But we got to do what God asks us, and we have to follow the, the guidelines of how God got things set up. And when we do that, things will work out fine. In, in, in order to be a good husband or be a good wife, we must pray together. We must fast together. We must study together. We must raise our, we must be the husband or the father and the mother that we should be before our children at all times. We, we, we have to lead by example. We go tell people and our children what to do. We got to do it first. We got to show them by doing what God's words say do. We got to uh, we show our children how our men, the young men, how to respect the woman. Uh, the young women want a husband like their daddy, and the men will want a woman like their like their mothers. And if we do that, we'll be doing a good job. And not only in our home, but in the church also. And, and it, it, wherever we go, we got to uh, walk up right in in the presence of other people. We got to behave ourselves. I tell people all the time, you know, if you have a problem, don't try to don't hash it out when you're out in company, or either when you're home um, amongst your children. We should um, go in a place where we where nobody's there when we discuss things. Don't do it while you're mad or angry, because you're not going you're not going you're not going to hear what she got to say. She's not going to hear what you got to say. You have to have a cooling off period where you can sit down and discuss things intelligently. Uh, but people want to prove who they are. It's not about who you are, whether you're right or right. It's about being happy. If you do it right, things will work out fine. And my children have told me many times, I say, Daddy, I never heard you and Mama argue. I never heard you and Mama fighting. But we had a few discussions, but I told us, baby, I, I can't argue with you. Because you're doing all right by yourself. You don't need no help. And I got other things to do besides arguing. And let us sit out and fix this this situation, and a lot of times that's what we had did. We sit out and, and discuss the problem, and and it, and and it, and it got solved. But we have to have cool heads. We got to sit down and discuss it. We got to ask God which direction to go, what we should do, and how we should handle the situation. Even with the children, when they get out of line, we got to know how to handle them at all times. I know it get kind of this is a different this different era, a different generation. With our children, they're most disrespectful now than I ever seen in my entire life. Uh, when I was coming up, we didn't we didn't talk back. We did what we were told to do. What we were told to do it was yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. Yes, ma'am, and no, sir. It's gone. You don't hear that there. You don't hear that too often anymore. Every now and then, you hear it's shocking when you hear it. But when parents call the children, they say, "Huh?" You know, but we didn't do that when I was coming. Up. It was ma'am, sir. But children. This generation has changed, and, and the, I blame all, a lot of this on the parents because they don't want to be called yes. They don't want to be said yes, ma'am, and no such you because that makes them feel, well, you are getting older. You can't change that. 
That's why he don't have. That's why they don't have control of the family. They don't have control of the children because you're not. You want. You want to be like the children. You can't be like the children. The children are your children, and you're the parents. You have to guide them. You have to parent them. They're not parenting you. You don't follow their example. They're supposed to follow our example. And 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 that's how it's supposed to be. But you know, we do this in church. We train our children at home, so when they get to church, they know how to conduct themselves in church. They know how to sit and be still and be quiet. Yeah, but now you see children, they're not, they're not quiet. They're running all over the place, back and forth to the bathroom. I was just talking with my daughter today about that, and she and I was telling her, so when y'all used to leave the house, I didn't know where y'all went to the bathroom at because y'all children didn't come back there. And they wasn't in and out the house. Well, they hit the door, that was it. But in church, they go to the bathroom almost 100 times, and they want water. They don't drink that much water at home. And their parents know this. They just don't have no control at home, and they don't have any control at, at church, and they're trying to get control at church. But it's too late. you got to train children at home. That's where they're supposed to be trained at. You can't wait to get the church to scrape them out. you got to do that at home. And if you get out of line at church, mom is a bobble's right there on the spot. She didn't wait till she got us home. She would wear us out on the spot. But they got this law now. You can't, you know, you can't, child, please. If I had one that was like, like this boy, they'd, they'd lock me up. They would lock me up. And I'm glad mine are grown and gone. I, I don't have it proper. But uh, we got to get get our, get our homes in order. We got to get our lives in order. We got to get our children in order. And, you know, we got to do this thing. Because the husband and the wife are responsible for our children, for how they live their lives. But they, when they get married, they know how to do, the, do what we have taught them what to do. And so the Bible says raise them up in the way they should go. And not in the way they should go, what they want to do, when they want to do it. We went to church. We didn't have no say. So I hear a lot of people say we were drugged to church. Well, I had a drug problem. They got drugged to church Tuesdays and Thursdays, all day Sunday. That's how it was. And that's how I had my children. And, you know, but once they get grown, you don't talk to them the best that you can do. Now it's, it's, it's left up to them to, to, to live the life of how you talk them and train them. But we as men, husbands, husbands of the house, we got to line things up. We sit down and ate the dinner all together at one time. You know, we didn't have, I didn't have any children in football and basketball and track and all that kind of stuff. But one time to eat, we all sit down to the table. And that's our job is to teach our children. And train them. And wives, you know, uh, uh, respect your husband. You know, encourage him. And, and, and things like that. That's what we have to do. Instead of running him down to the children, your daddy ain't no good. Your mommy ain't no good. If you're having a problem, you should never uh, argue amongst, you know, with the children in the midst. And if the husband and the wife, they, they divorce and stuff, you never say, my wife, your mama's the one reason why we are where we are today. I never talked about my, my wife to my children. And she never, you know, she did that to me, but I didn't do that to her. Because I said, they'll find out, let them find out on their own what really happened. And sooner or later, they will find out. You ain't got to offend yourself. And, you know, things will show up after a while. And you put your washer, you put the clothes in the, in the, laundry, in the washing machine, and it'll wash all the dirt out, and they'll show up after a while. They'll see who's, who's who. And that's what I did. I said, I don't believe in slamming anybody. I don't believe in running them down. You know, he'll catch up to them after a while, and they keep doing it. But uh, the husband, wives, uh, verse 18 in Colossians, 
3.18 says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as it is fitting in the Lord. 19 says, Husband, love your wife and do not be bitter toward them. Ah, that man, me, I, she, that's, that's, that's really good. Amen. I, I know sometimes the wives could be, you know, they could nag you a little bit, but I learned how to turn them off, you know, because it's not good. Because your prayers, you hinder your prayers. You got to submit. You got to, you got to learn how to be quiet. Even if you're right, let some stuff go over your head. Don't say nothing about some stuff till later. And then you can sit down and talk about this stuff and get it all ironed up. Yeah, but some people, they got to be, yeah, I got to be right. You know, I know I'm right. Well, you might be right. But the thing is just a time and a place for everything. We got to learn that. And if we're going to teach people, you can't let your temper get the better of you. He said, hold your peace. Now, let the Lord fight your battle. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Uh, first, that was 19. Let me get 23. says, 23 says, and whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Um, 24 says, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. And that's what we're supposed to do. we got to submit. And, and, and people talk about, you know, I tell people all the time, I say, sex is for married folks. The Bible says, let every man have his own wife. Let every woman have her own husband. We make excuses, somebody like you can't wait or you'll burn. That's why I say let every woman have her own husband. Let every man have his own wife. You know, you, you ask God to send your wife. You're talking about what you can't do. It ain't what you can't do. It's what you want to. You know, you want what you want when you want it. But there, there are rules. There are principles. We must abide by these things. That's why we have so many children out of wedlock. That's how come that you know, their, their husbands, and the you no know, fathers to be found to help raise the the, men, the boys. They need the girls need a father too, but there's no husband, there's no father in the home, and and, and that that's that's why a lot of our children are in prison, and a lot of them are in in the cemetery because there's no male there to guide and to direct, and and, and in the home and keep things in order. It's just like in the church, we got to keep things in order in the church, and we are the church. We got to keep things in order. And when things get out of order, we got to put them back in order. We got to, you know, we just like the apostle. If you got the apostle, you got the five-fold ministry. I told a long time ago, we had the five-fold ministry in my house. My mama was an apostle. She was a prophetess. She was the evangelist. She was the pastor. She was the teacher. When she told you, when she prophesied to you, you can believe you can just, you can take it to the bank. It's going to happen. And it wasn't going to be good. But we have to do what God's word say. That's why we have so many divorces because people harden their hearts. I'm right. He don't want to do right. She don't want to do right. I found somebody else. I don't love her anymore. How kind of, what kind of love is that? You fall out of love with somebody overnight because of a few little problems. If you, if, you, if you run from everything, you never will stand up to anything. You'll fall for everything and anything. We got to stand. The devil come to steal, kill, and destroy. He destroys marriages, so that destroys homes. And the children are without a father in the house. And in most families, there's only one parent, and that's the mother. 
and very few where you run into where the fathers there with the children and no wife. So, you know, we have a responsibility to make sure these things are done right. And if we live by what God has put in this book, we can't go wrong. This is our direct, this is our path, this is our, our road map to a perfect marriage, to a good marriage, to a great marriage. And that's what we have to do. God has been mighty good to us. We are, we are the light of the world. In order to, for people to see, only, the only people, only Jesus, the world is going to see is us. The only Bible they're going to read is us. And if we doing what God called us to do, people will look at us and say, I want to be like that man right there. I want to be like that lady right there. I want my children to be like their children. And sure, our children are mischief. They get in trouble. They do wrong things. You know, but that's why the, family, the, mother, the father and the mother should be there to pull them in line. And this thing they got now, mother and father, it's not supposed to be mother and father. It's supposed to be father and mother. And that's how God set it up. But most of the time, the dad is on the end, the mother's out front. And it shouldn't be that way. The man time for him to take his role in the home and put things in order. That's how God had it set up. And then you know that then the wives have to step back and follow, not behind, walk behind him, but walk beside him. And I, I hate that phrase where they say, behind every great man is a woman. No, beside every great man is a, is a woman. There's a great woman beside him. She's helping him. She is to help me. She's supposed to help him. And, and God helped him to make the right decision, be there with him. They should discuss a lot of stuff together. They should make no major decisions about anything. They should sit down and talk about it. Because this is a family. This is a family unit. We're supposed to do things together. Let us pray about this, honey, before we buy this home. We don't want to buy a home anywhere. We want to, we want, we want to live in a, in a community where God wants us to be. We just don't want to cause the house look good because we got enough room. You want to be in the area where God wants you to be. When I, like when I bought my truck, I said, listen, Lord, I want, I want your timing. I want the right dealership, and I want the right sales. That's how it fell in line for me. Everything fell in line just like that. And if we trust God, and you, we cannot fix nothing, only God can fix it. God wants us to cooperate with him, and he'll see that things get worked out the way they should be gotten worked out. But we want to do it ourselves, and we mess us up, and we may hold, hold up our blessings. We hold up a lot of stuff and because we want, to do it, we want to do it now, and we have to work through the process. And it's a process in everything. People want it overnight. Things don't come overnight. Everything don't come overnight. It's a process in being married 40 years. In my heart, it's a lot of stuff that went through all this. The people that to put up with one another. I don't want to put it. I'm tired. Well, go on, get you some money. You get somebody else. You got you in the same fix you within before you left. You're another. You know what to fix. But you don't know what this joke is about. You've been with him 25 years. You know him pretty well. But this next joke, you got to start all over again. But you got to know how to work things out. Have to learn how to work things out, learn how to preach, learn how to wear, learn how to fast, learn how to meditate on God and let God fix this thing because we can't fix it. We messes it up really bad. And, and, and God is so good. Uh, I got a scripture here. Uh, where is it? 
Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's all I need. But um, God wants us to stay in line with his word. Let us line up with it. Let us not go ahead of God. Let us walk with him. Let him lead you. Let him direct you. Let him guide you and to all truth. And you'll be all, we'll be all right. And, but we got this idea that uh, I can fix it. No, you can't do nothing but mess things up or make it worse. If we let God, things will be fine. And, and we won't have this problem that we have now. We got divorces. We got, you know, husbands, you know, wives didn't left. They walked off and left their husband. Husband and walked off and left their wives. God never intended for us to divorce, but due to the hardening of a man's heart, because they don't sit down and discuss things. I can understand you don't have to stay there or don't stay there in a in mental abuse and physical abuse and all that stuff like in an adultery. You don't have to stay there. You can always move out and, and pray, and if God don't change his heart, then you let, you know the next step. But the Joe will go to hit on this time to take care it's time to it's time to close the close the door and, and, and be gone. Because sooner or later somebody gonna be seriously hurt if somebody don't get killed in the process. So you don't I don't tell nobody to stay in a physical or mental abuse because it's no good. I've seen a lot of women all messed up and tore up because of that. They figured they had to stay there. And something else I tell women because you get pregnant for a man. You don't have to marry him because that don't mean he's your husband. That don't mean he's your husband. That don't mean she's your wife. You can take care of the child. But that don't mean that he is your husband or you are his wife. Because God has a man or has a woman that will marry that woman with that child and take care of him just like if he was his. And, and, and if he decides to adopt him, if he decides to agree to adopt him, and listen, the parents are held accountable, more accountable for an adopted child than they do for a biological child. But we have to, you know, talk to God. Talk to one another and see and let God tell you what's the best, the best way out of this thing, the best way to do it. And things will work out if we trust God, if we only depend on him. Let him do what he has to do. God, all he wants us to do is cooperate. Wait on him. He'll bring you out. He'll work the situation out. It might seem a while for him to do it. If you just wait, God will bring, God will save you. God will save her. And he said, a sanctified wife will sanctify the husband. And a sanctified husband will sanctify the wife, if you have a mind to. But you can't be hammering him by, come on to the Lord. You better come on. The man already know he's going to hell. Well, that's new. Tell him something different. That ain't new. That's old. You know, uh, be kind to him. It's a special meal. Do all kind of things. Do your do what the best thing. To, ask God what you should do. Just love it. Just be kind. And a lot of times when men will come right on to God, and the wives, they'll do the, same, they'll do the same thing. If you love them, if you treat them right, if you talk to them right, the Bible says through love and kindness have I drawn you. And that's what it's going to take, not hammering, and not arguing, not fussing. God ain't drawn nobody through that. But when I came, the first time I came to the Lord, and they brought me to the church, I told them, I said, listen, if I got places to do, I got places to go, things to do, and people to see. I wasn't ready. And I know I wasn't ready, but I was being still young, and you know, you don't mean that you can't get saved at a young age, but I wasn't ready. A lot of people are not ready to be saved. A lot of people don't want to give up out there right now. And God got a special time for them. 
to give their lives to him. When I came, I came and I stayed. A lot of times when people come because people are hammering them and pushing and putting pressure on them, they don't stay long. They go right back. But we need to let God draw the people into into the kingdom. And that's what, it, you know, people think that, you know, they hammering and, and bickering. Don't get them in. No, I won't. You know, tell them that Jesus loves you. Jesus cares for you. He died for you, for your sin. He died for your sin before you was even in your mother's womb, even before the foundation of the world. Everything has already been set up for us. All we have to do is receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Our sins already been forgiven. All we got to do is receive him as Lord and Savior of our lives. And, you know, but people, the way they taught us in church a long time ago, we had to tarry Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Tarry mean wait, wait mean tarry. But in, but you didn't see where four or five hundred people, five thousand people got saved. They wasn't tarrying. When they spoke the word and laid, and, and people got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. And yeah, I see. So those man doctrines, man tradition, traditions. So we have to go by what the Bible say. Go. We can't live in the Old Testament. We living in a new dispensation, under grace and truth. And and, and if we. Train to teach people the right way. Our children also, we have to teach them, you know, that Jesus loved them. And you can't keep children in church 24 hours a day. You know, you got to let them play football, basketball, and stuff like that. When was coming along, they said they couldn't play football. They couldn't play basketball. They couldn't, we couldn't do this and we couldn't do that. But it's, it's not even written in the book. It's not written. How are you going to get people saved if you don't, you know, if you don't mingle with them? That don't mean you have to do what they have to do. That don't mean you have to drink. And there's no, there's no, there's no, uh, where they talk about smoking, that's, that it's not a sin, but to get you heaven quicker than, than, than normal would, than it normally would, because disease or cancer will kill you. Drinking alcohol will get you to heaven quicker. But, uh, we have to teach this thing right the way it's supposed to be taught. Women can't do this and women can't do that. They've been hammering on women for years. But Jesus never complained about nothing. But a woman can't do this, a woman can't do that. Women have been doing what they want to do as long as, long as the earth been made. So they need to leave that alone. And you got more women in church than you got in most churches than you got in got men. And women, are, they're out there. They're doing, they're working in the church. They're working hard. They're bringing people to the kingdom. They're ushering. They're singing in the choir. They let people alone. They'll do, what, they'll do the right thing. We don't have to hammer folks. Just teach me and train me and show me. I'll stay in line. You don't have to condemn me to hell because I ain't going to hell. So, uh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't come too far. And then I can't, I ain't going nowhere. And there's nobody, nobody got a heaven or hell to put you in, so you don't have to listen to a whole lot of junk. Folks are talking and putting in your head. So, husband and wives, we have a great responsibility not only in the church, but in the community, on our jobs, uh, where we work, uh, to our family members, and, you know, aunties and uncles and mothers and grandfathers, those who are not saved, we have a great responsibility. I got a sister-in-law when we used to go to church, we come home, she turned it on, she was turning on the trip, I said, I just left church, I didn't have no church for the day. You know, this day, <laughs> I'm not, I didn't come home to watch y'all. To watch uh, the Christian station. I done seen it enough. I done heard. I live in the church long enough. I'm coming on to rest now. To watch, do something, watch something else, do something else. God ain't leaving me because I'm watching uh, Gunsmoke. He ain't leaving me because I'm watching Andy Griffin. 
and stuff. So we have to, we can't live in the church. We can't be in the spirit 24 hours a day. It's impossible for this flesh to be in the spirit 24 hours a day. But Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit lives in us, and we're in him. But we are one. We are more than one. We are four with me. We are four. So we have to uh, uh, learn what the word is saying. Find out what the word is saying about this and the word is found about that. There's a lot of history that people don't even know about, you know, because they don't search, they don't dig, they don't study, they don't fast, they don't pray. So in order to get a revelation, you got to stay in the word to get a revelation. You got to ask God. He will give you a revelation. He'll open up secrets to you. He'll reveal secrets. He'll reveal, he'll reveal the things that belong to you. If you trust him, we got to pray more than we ever prayed before. I mean, we got to fast more than we ever fasted before. Because I remember when we back in the day, we used to fast every other, every month, every other month. And then seven days and nights, nothing but water. Uh, 21 days and nights, we used to fast. You know, and, and we said, fasting was our lifestyle. It was a lifestyle. Holiness is a, holiness without, they say, holiness without. No man should see God. He wasn't talking about that. He was talking about if we don't live the life, the world would not see God. I'm going to stop now. And um, if you have any questions, any comments, you can make them now. Hallelujah. I thank God for. Apostle Erica, I thank God for Apostle Rodney Tate. Amen. I thank God for these people who give me an opportunity. I really appreciate it. So the floor is open. And we just uh, give our thanks for that and definitely for reminding us um, that, that some of us can be so, so religious to the point that we know earthly good, that we don't know how to balance or maintain our life. So people like, yeah, we spend time to spend time with God. Spend time. Yes, we're supposed to spend time with God. That's our main priority. But at the same time, when you have your own personal life going on, of course, we're going we're gonna to put God ahead of everything. But at the same time, there has to be a balance with your natural life versus your spiritual life. And when sometimes it's something, our spiritual life overtakes our natural life, and that's how come most things get, you know, get out of control. Sometimes it could be the natural, you know, overtaking the spiritual life. That can be out of control. So that lets you know that that we're supposed to have a balance, all right? We have to have a balance. I'm learning that. I'm learning that through all my eras that I've experienced in my life that it has to be a balance. You know, and my family, like, and my sister, like, girl, how do you do all this? How do you go back, make up your mind and go back to school? How are you trying to do this and do this and do this and do this? I say, well, because it's time management. There has to be a time management. Just like in the book, in the book, in, in the Word of God, it says a time for this, a time for reaping, a time to sow, time to, what do you say, a time to die, time to be born. Okay, that lets you know that we're supposed to have, uh, uh, there's supposed to be a time management here. You know, there's Amen. a time management. You, know, you can't just call. You know, you know, you want to go out on date, whatever, and, and, and stuff. Okay, I want to be on date. I want to be on date. Uh, you know, and, and and be able to enjoy. You know, the person I'm with. You know, and I love the one I want to spend the rest of my life with. I don't want to hear about uh, all the other stuff and stuff. And you coming 
telling me that, and you don't probably don't want to hear what I got to say, you know. But because you have two people that come from two different backgrounds, they're coming together to collaborate to make a whole. So it, it, it's a challenge. Um, it's a challenge. Um, it, it's a very challenge. For, I mean, in that case, when there's no management, there's no time management, there's no management between you and him, no management between you and God, it will be chaos. You know, Amen. to the point you can't listen. You can't put your life on that burner because guess what? We still got to work. We still got to put our hands to the plow. It doesn't matter whether it's ministry, whether it's a job, full time job, or something on the side. You still got to put your hands to the plow. There has to be some type of management. Okay. Amen. Uh, uh, and they said that the Bible is like a, a stress factor. Uh, it helps us deal with, I guess, certain things in our life. You know, we come into, but that lets you know that we're, we, we're going to have some stress. So, you know, we're not exempt from no stress. If, 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 the, if the scriptures are telling us, I need a scripture, oh, when I'm angry. He a scripture when I'm angry. Oh, I got a scripture when I be going off the handle and stuff on my mate. Okay, so scripture right here. Now that you know that we are, the, even though that we are in our humanistic form, we still get stressed out. Now, to not let that overtake us, that's the key thing. You know, I'm learning that from experience because sometimes I let stuff overtake me because I know where I came from. I know where that, you know, that temple used to be back in the days. You know, don't try to act deep up in here because I know I, I had a temple that will knock your head off. You know, but I had God is still working on me, guys. He's still working on me. I don't know about nobody else, but I know he's working on this crazy girl. He raised, he's working on me. I'm working on Okay, you got to be a special individual to quit. <laughs> Amen. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, we give God the on today. Anybody else can just add a comment, amen, and then, and then we'll make the announcement uh, for the next podcast at 8 o'clock. Anybody else want to say anything? We'll just share something to empower us. You know, like I said, it's, it's not, you know, right, wrong thing or right thing to say. But if, uh, it's, 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 uh, we're here to empower each other. Amen. Amen. All right, anybody? Somebody? All right. Okay. All right, guys. Announcements as follows. And then tonight we have Wednesday, Apostolic Alignment with Chief Apostle Rodney Tate. And then coming on at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on tonight. Thursday night is a Master of Prayer, Prophetess in the Night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And Sunday morning, Manum with Dr. E. Robinson at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tuesday night, Amen. It's in God's Word. Amen. That's Dr. Home and our team, Easter Standard Time, and uh, the rest of the week. And Sunday Night Explosion, for those who have the time, you know, to come in at 8 o'clock or 8 o'clock on Sunday night. And then sometimes I'm able to be available, and sometimes, you know, we have to place a speaker in that slot. But we give God's Word, and we are broadcast. Um, God is really truly doing something with us because now, uh, we are heard now in Ireland. We are heard in, in Haiti. We are here uh, in Ireland, Haiti, three countries, uh, three actually four cities in Germany right now, and um, 98% uh, from the United States. They're from different states. And the majority of them not from Florida, guys. It's from different other states are hearing what we're hearing, what's going on, and what's taking place. Why? Because not just the conference. But it's on the radio links. They're hearing everything. We are currently on nine platforms. So we just forever give God the glory. Amen. We just want to encourage people, uh, 
whatever God has blessed you with to do, you do it, do it all wholeheartedly. Amen. Amen. And so we just say tonight, uh, uh, Bishop, do you have anything else to say? No, I'm finished. All right. And then, and one thing about this, he's an on-time person. But when he's done, he's done. And <laughs> so, so, yeah, you know, but we, we just got to use wisdom. The Holy Ghost is the one that's going to lead us. So everybody, um, if, if they can, so we'll turn in, tune in at 8 p.m. Uh, 8 p.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time Apostolic Alignment, which he's a consultate on tonight, if you can. And then got, oh, Mm. Oh, Pastor, Pastor, um, Pastor Camilla, do you have the telephone number to the prayer line? No, um, you have it on Yes, ma'am. Yeah. What's the What's the number? Go ahead and tell us the number. It's seven one seven. Uh huh. Two seven five. Uh-huh. Eight nine four zero. Eight nine four zero. And that's and that's um prayer tonight. Is it what time? Seven? It's at seven and the um access code is nine four six. Uh-huh. One two three three pounds. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. So for those who want to uh to uh to call in the uh, to to this tonight, amen. That's what Bishop Gilbert and um, Pastor Pastor uh, Camilla Gilbert. Amen. Y'all want to tune in? I think I'm going to go ahead and tune in tonight as much as I can. And then I have to go into the next broadcast on tonight. Amen. So we thank you. So if any announcement, um, exists, any announcement that you want to bring, like revival, anything that comes up, always feel free, you know, so you can release it. So we can go ahead and get the advertisement as much as we need. Okay, and um, if you can, just send me some flyers, and I can get them posted and get it uh, also on the other platforms that we use for the podcast. All right? All right, Thank guys. All right, Bishop, go ahead and pray us out, and we'll be here. Father, we thank you for the service on tonight. We thank you for those that were on the line. Thank you for your word, God. I hope it reached out and touched somebody. I hope it made a difference in their lives. I preach to reach. Lord, bless everyone that was on the line tonight and those that desire to be on the line. Bless them, God, and bless them who are coming up on the line later tonight. In the name of Jesus, we pray that your word will come forth with virtue and power and deliverance. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. Amen. Amen.
right. All right, baby. We'll 